On today's episode of Locked on Canucks, the Canucks captain, Bo Horvat, speaks out and makes a public statement about his contract situation. And of course, you know, anything Horvat and contract is going to make massive news in Vancouver. This is Locked on Canucks, and it starts right now. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Of course, I am your host, Justin Pooney. You can find me on Twitter at Justin Pooney with an underscore at the end. That is Justin Pooney with an underscore at the end. You can also find our show's Twitter at Locked on Canucks. That is Locked on Canucks. Also, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, type in Locked on Canucks. Be the first thing that shows up. I also want to thank you for making Locked on Canucks your first listen of the day. Of course, we are free and available wherever you get your podcast services. And guys, oh boy. What a day in the world of Vancouver Canucks hockey in the city of Vancouver because Bo Horvat made a statement through the Vancouver Canucks in a very Michael Jordan-esque. Remember Michael Jordan when he came back? Very simply put through his agent David Falk and the fame agency just said, I'm back. Well, in similar text formatting, uh, Vancouver Canucks captain, I'll read it verbatim for you. Vancouver Canucks captain Bo Horvath released the following statement today. I am focused on this season and playing for the Vancouver Canucks, helping the team in any way I can. I will not have any further comments this year about my future. And of course, we all know this is December the 13th. The 27-year-old captain did, after practice, speak with the media to further his comments. You know, he did say, at this point, it's not about me. I've always wanted to keep this confidential. I don't want to let this be a a distraction. I feel bad for my teammates having to hear all about this in the media. It could be a distraction or it couldn't be. It depends on the person. Uh, Sorry, this is Bruce Brujo saying. It depends on the person. I think Bo is going to play as hard as he can. Head coach Bruce Brujo did say. And, of course, the Canucks captain, Having a brilliant season, 20 goals in 28 games. Then we have Sportsnet Elliot Friedman, of course, continuing all those reports by saying it's not trending well. Rick Dollywell said on Monday, they you know Horat rejected the Canucks offer that I talked about yesterday. Um, the Canucks, you know, they made their best offer, their best offer. Um, and of course, the Canucks are four points out of a playoff spot right now, 12, 13, and three. With 27 points. A lot to unpack here. First thing. Yesterday I said. I think this is all being played through the media. You know this is just all a ploy. It's being you know. Just trying to get you know. The best best deal on both sides. And you know the Canucks are saying. Oh we made our best deal. We're going to shop around and see what's out there. I still you know. After today. I still believe Bo Horvat will be a Vancouver Canuck. I, I do. I, I still think he, in his heart of hearts, 
wants to be in Vancouver. I think he wants to see this through and, you know, be a Vancouver Canuck and be one of the main cogs to see his organization get back to where it was at. You know, he's cut from the same, you know, he was tutored under Henrik and Daniel Sedin, two guys, you know, that played their entire career in Vancouver. He learned under them. You know, he saw them every day. And he's mentioned that, how much they've played an integral part in him being who he is. You know, he talks about his time with Kevin Bieksa, a guy who was a Vancouver Canuck through and through. And they probably he's probably heard about, you know, the great, you know, he kind of caught the last bit, you know, he wasn't in Vancouver then, but, you know, there were still pieces of those great Canucks teams that he got to, you know, the Yannick Hansons, the Alex Burrows, the Bieksas, the Sedins. Um, he still had, you know, the Dan Ham uses. He was still there, a young player under those guys that were part of those great years. And I think him being the captain, him being the leader of this franchise, um, this is something that he wants to see through and through and that he wants to be a Vancouver Canuck. I, I don't believe in all the the stuff people are saying out there that, oh, Horvat doesn't want to be, he just might not want to be a Canuck anymore. He just might not want to play in Vancouver anymore. You know, he might do it Johnny Goudreau, Matthew Kachuk, and just want to leave and go somewhere else. Well, that's, those two guys were different. Those two guys, especially in Calgary, were American-born players who had said that it was very difficult because of the COVID-19 pandemic to, you know, have their family visit because they were in the States and you know, with the COVID laws and all that. Bo Horvat's Canadian. His family lives in Ontario. We saw his dad in Toronto getting all fired up. I don't think that's an issue. Um, I Just the way I see him, you come from that same Trevor Linden club. I think a guy who just, who's loyal and wants to be a part of this franchise. And he said that very much so, that he's always been about the Vancouver Canucks. He has great ad- admiration, respect for this franchise that he wants to be around. Um. But him putting this statement out there, um, what does that entail? Well, that entails one thing. He doesn't want to be asked these questions on a daily basis. This, I'm sure this is him and his, his agent, Pat Morris, have basically said, look, we don't want this to become a distraction on a... The thing with the JT Miller stuff was a lot of the drama went on in the summertime, right? And he said the same thing too. I don't want to be asked about this. I don't want to you know, talk about it. And this is that. If I'm Bo Horvat, right, in this contract situation, I hold all the cards. I can have a great year, increase my value, and one way or another, you're going to have to sign. I mean, it's getting it. The longer Bo Horvat waits, the more money he makes and the more control he gets. The Canucks are losing control. That is why they're going through these leaks so they can regain control back. It's all a game of chicken. I've said this a million times with the JT Miller thing, and I was right about that. The Canucks were trying to play chicken in the media. Then JT Miller's JT Miller's agent got involved in the media. And it was all a game of chicken. And what happened? They end up finding a solution. And JT Miller has signed a new contract extension. He is in Vancouver and all of that stuff. And I think the same thing will happen to Bo Horvat. Like I said before, and I will say again, I believe a move will be made. There has to be a move made, whether that's a Brock Besser maybe a Luke Shen or something else to move money out to keep Bo Horvat and the other guys, Andre Kuzmenko. And I'm going to touch on this after the break if we're going to talk about potential trades about Bo Horvat because there might be some teams interested 
and stuff like that. Um, the whole Andre Kuzmenko thing, this has been this dialogue amongst media members in Vancouver that the Canucks should pump and dump Andre Kuzmenko and get rid of him. And that's kind of pissing me off right now uh, because they don't understand or think long-term. The thing, I think people just get too caught up in the asset management and they don't think about the actual on-ice performance and what you see with the eye test. Because as much as the salary cap and you know, asset management is a part of the game. There still has to be that human aspect of what you see on the ice. And I think a lot of Canucks fans and a lot of people in the media try to outsmart themselves and think about other things without really understanding the game. And coming up after this break, I want to touch on that because quite frankly, it's kind of annoying. Uh, but first, I would like to talk to you guys about the fine folks at betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season, basketball, and the World Cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports and you can even find if you love sports podcasts, excuse me, you can even find those at betonline.net as well. We're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, welcome back to Locked on Canucks. Continuing on with this Bo Horvat train. Um, I see a lot of people on Twitter talking about and in the media, talking about how if they're going to trade Bo Horvat, you're probably going to have to trade Andre Kuzmenko, Brock Besser, Luke Shen, and really restart the rebuild. First of all, as I said yesterday, I don't think a rebuild starts until you burn this thing to the ground and you get rid of everybody. That includes maybe one or two of Elias Pettersson, Thatcher, Demko, and Quinn Hughes. Because I don't think those guys will want to stick around, especially Elias Pettersson because he holds all the cards now too. He can be like, no, man, I don't want to resign in Vancouver. Trade me. I'm going to go test free agency because his deal's coming up too, right? And then what do you do? Then you're royally screwed. If I'm Elias Pettersson, I see you trade Brock Besser, Bo Horvat, uh, and something else, right? Well, what the hell's the point of me staying around here? I don't want to rebuild anymore. I'm in the prime of my career. I want to win games and compete for the playoffs. And that's why I said yesterday, this team is stuck. They're stuck. They have to go for it. Whether you want to keep Bo Horvat or not, and I think deep down in everybody's heart of hearts with Bo Horvat and the Canucks, they all want to stay together because what else are you going to do? A guy that wins faceoffs and scores 30-plus goals. Those guys don't grow on trees. Yes, he's not a great shutdown center, of course. Well, those only come on. They, only, they, don't, they don't grow on trees, right? They're, they're hard to come by. But a guy like Bo Horvat is hard to come by. But Andre Kuzmenko, why the hell would the Canucks trade Andre Kuzmenko? Tell me why. Because of salary cap constraints? I understand this Canucks are in salary cap. But that does not mean you get rid of good players to build your organization around. People out there think that, oh, well, the Canucks are cap strapped and they can't do I've seen teams get creative with the cap to remain well-constructed. I've seen it. There's been numerous instances of teams getting smart. 
The Canucks need to get smart and cap savvy to keep these young players, these good players, in the system, in the organization. You do not sign Andre Kuzmenko to an entry-level deal. You do not woo him and pitch him for one year or half a year and then ship him out of town. You people out there that think that's a smart idea are absolutely delusional. Andre Kuzmenko, if you watch him play, yes, he's had some rough patches, but case in point, the Canucks have done it. Did it that, that was one of the best moves they've done is bring him in. Not only is he a charismatic guy who understands the game, but he plays the game the right way. He produces. And yet you want to ship him out for assets, for future assets. This guy could be a future top six forward in this on this team for years to come. And you're telling me you want to trade him away because of cap constraints and get rebuilt. He's a guy you want to keep around. But no, people out there think they're so damn smart that they want, they believe that trading Andre Kuzmenko is the right move. Think about it again. The name of the game is having good pieces in your organization to the puzzle to help you win a Stanley Cup. You trade Andre Kuzmenko for what? Future assets that might pan out, that might not pan out. And that's always been my problem about rebuilds. Unless you're getting a surefire asset like a Sidney Crosby, an Evgeny Malkin, a Jonathan Taves, a Patrick Kane, a Drew Doughty. What's the point? An Austin Matthews. If you get a Connor McDavid, what the hell is the point? You're not going to get Connor Bedard this year because you're not bad enough. So that's the one generational piece out there that you want to put up to a lottery to decide to win. I don't believe in that. Now, do I believe you have to draft and develop? Of course, you have to do that. But I don't believe in getting rid of quality assets that are proven, that are young, for stuff that you don't know. I don't believe in that. Now, people might think I'm crazy. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let me ask you this. How long did it take? Hell, the Arizona Coyotes have been rebuilding for how many years now? The Buffalo Sabres have been rebuilding for how many years now? They, The Detroit Red Wings are finally starting to play better after years. The Florida Panthers were rebuilding for years until they finally got Alexander Barkov. Unless you know for a matter of fact that this guy is a slam dunk, what is the point? This team is not bad enough to be at the bottom to get the best odds to win the lottery. Even if you trade Horvat and and Besser and Shen, that doesn't make them bad enough to go to the bottom of the league. You still have good pieces. So I don't understand what's going on. How you think that trading away those guys will suddenly make this team a bottom feeder team. They'll be worse, but they still have good players out there. They'll still be able to win some games. I, it just it, It's wild to me that people don't think they think a rebuild might be the good thing to do, but it's such an uncertainty. The case in point, this might not be good. People think, well, because we've been doing this for eight years, a rebuild is going to be the, the solution. Well, we don't know. You don't know. Right? This team, if you want, all you people out there, like I said yesterday, if you want to do a rebuild, you're going to have to lose one of them, uh, Demko, or you have to lose one of Hughes, or you have to lose one of Pedersen. And I think if you go in a rebuild, and I, Malias Pedersen, if I'm him, I'm not, I don't want to stay here. I'm going to go somewhere else. Why would I want to stay here? 
and go through this again. At least now I have pieces around me that I think we can win. Now it's up to the team to perform well, and they haven't done that. But the pieces are there for this team to be successful. Every, there's a reason why people thought this team could make the playoffs going into this season. Now they did they got up to a shit start, but they played a lot better, right? They played plus 500 hockey. They're only four points out. The sky's not that. The sky's might be. The sky's might be. This might be the worst. And I think it has to do with the market that the Canucks play in. This might be the like, this might be the most difficult. The sky is falling and all of that, but and this might be the worst start, most toxic start to a season I can remember. Again, last year too, last last two years of start to the season have been very difficult for the Canucks, not only on the ice but off the ice. All the news and drama. They're four points out of a playoff spot. I'm not saying you know, the St. Louis Blues are going to go from worst to first, right? But what I'm saying is. Let's see what happens. Play this thing out. Let's see what happens come the deadline. If the bottom falls out and by the deadline and they're way out of it, then okay, sell some assets, right? If they're in the playoff hunt, I don't believe Francesco Acolini is going to let them sell the sell assets. They're going to have to get creative. The Canucks are going to have to get creative if they want to keep these players, which I think they should do. And I don't think trading Andre Kuzmenko is the right idea. Now, we're going to take one final break, and then I'm going to list a couple teams that if this hypothetical Bull Horvat trade happens, who might be interested in. But first, I would like to say thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Final segment of the show, Locked On Canucks. Continuing on with this Bo Horvat talk, you know, we talked about his statement. I kind of went on about how people don't think about a rebuild and trading players and why they wanted to trade Andre Kuzmenko. Now, I'm going to talk about, I really need this game to start tomorrow. Tomorrow's episode will be a game preview, and hopefully we can forget about all this nonsense. Um, But I want to talk to you guys about um, teams that might be interested in Vohorovic, the Canucks might be fielding calls. Number one, the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers, of course, need a top center. Uh, they have Travis Konechny, who is Horvat's cousin, Ivan Provorov, who, you know, Pro- Provorov is on the block, allegedly. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, would Horvat want to sign long-term? I think if you're going to trade him, it's going to have to be in the clause where, or something like that, unless they both decide it's going to be a pure rental. Uh, they're going to have to try to be a contract talk uh, with teams that are interested in Bo Horvat. Uh, the next uh, is the Colorado Avalanche a team that's had their eyes on Bo Horvat for a while? Um, and Horvat would love to probably sign with them long term. Uh, he could have a you know line mates like Landis Cog, Nachushkin. Um, you know, who would they have to, you know, if you could pry a Bowen Byram out, and that would be uh, you know a very good nice return. I don't think it would be something Bowen Byram plus something else, um, if that's gonna make work, but then just Colorado have the cap space to sign Horvat uh, long term. Um, when I look at their cap friendly right now, pull it up right now. Um, 
so currently the oh lord let's take a look here at the colorado avalanche uh, cap so currently they have uh five million in cap space so they could acquire the bo horvac contract but when i look forward to their thing you know they're pretty you know they got the miko rantanen and they have nathan mckinnon whose new 12.6 million dollar extension uh, kicks in after kicks in after this season uh then you got you know kale mccarr making nine million um, then you got depth guys too. You know, Nachushkin's make it 6.125, or Tori Lekkinen's make it 4.5. Um, you know, there's gonna be some pieces there that you gotta, you know, you gotta worry about. Right now, uh, you know, Pavel Frank um Frank Hoos is making two million in net. You know, Devontae's making 4.1, Samuel Gerard's making five million. Eric Johnson uh, is a UFA at the end of this year. Uh Gabriel Landeskog, yes, he is on the LTIR right now, but he's got a seven million dollar hit. So can they afford him? You know, I forgot to mention Josh Manson, who's also an injured reserve. Uh, can they have Bowen Byram if they decide to keep him um, or whatever? He's got RFA. So I got to ask, like, does Colorado have enough money to sign Bo Horvat long-term? And if not, will he be a pure rental? And then you got the Florida Panthers um, who have, um, who might be interested, who could be exactly what they need. Um, you know, apparently they love Bo Horvat's name. Uh, Aaron Ekblad, would he be a potential chip? You know, he's making 7.5 million, uh, and there's two more years left on that deal. Uh, that might not work kind of cap wise. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, right? You know, Patrick Lyon, Johnny Goudreau, you know, could you get a, a Cole Sillinger or Ken Johnson back? How does that work out? So, basically, what I'm trying to say is, I don't know who the hell is going to get Bo Horvat. I don't know if the teams that are interested are going to be able to sign him long term. And how does that affect uh, the return? Because he's just going to be a rental. So we'll see what happens. I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. Tomorrow, thankfully, the Canucks are back in action against the Calgary Flames. So we'll have to break down the game. Um, but yes, the last couple days have been very heavy on the news. But like I said, thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast services. Guys, take care. Stay safe. I'll talk to you all tomorrow.